I'm Stu Whiffin. And I'm Adam Richardson. And not only are we the editors of Pod Bible Magazine, we're also your hosts for the Pod Bible Podcast. The podcast podcast where podcasters talk to podcasters about podcasts and podcasting. It doesn't get more meta than that, right? Welcome to the Pod Bible Podcast. My name is Adam Richardson, and what am I doing? Oh dear, most people would start again now, wouldn't they? But I'm not going to because it is the Pod Bible Podcast right now, and uh, nobody is expecting absolute brilliance from the hosts. You're here to listen to the guests, right? Uh, last week we had two hosts. We had me and Stu, and it all went very well. It was even quite professional I'd say um, and now I'm back by myself and it's all falling to pieces but don't let that put you off because it is a lovely episode we have got lined up for you this week uh, last week if you missed out you really did miss out because we had the three people behind the logbooks uh, which is an award-winning podcast it won uh, best new podcast for 2020 at the British Podcast Awards which is a pretty mean feat, I'd say, um, especially given how many new podcasts there have been this year. Um, so well worth going to have a listen all about that show. Um, and then we had some nice recommendations. Uh, we had Nick Helm and Nathaniel Metcalf from FUBAR Radio's The Fan Club podcast. And we had Dan from Desert Island Dicks uh, recommending a show that he loves as well. So yeah, episode 70. Have a listen if you haven't already. This week, we have three brand new guests to come and have a chat with you. But um, before we do that, I should tell you a little bit about the Pod Bible poll winners. Because if you haven't voted yet, then you've only got a couple of weeks left to do it. It's a uh, set of polls that we have running for the whole month of December. And it's to celebrate all of our favourite podcasts of the last 12 months. Yeah, basically all of the nominees have featured in Pod Bible magazine or on the podcast or have uh, featured on our website. We've got eight categories and you can go and vote for as many podcasts as you like. And in the final category, you can actually enter the name of any podcast that um, is independent or amateur or, you know, one, one of the smaller shows that perhaps you listen to that may, maybe doesn't get the exposure or the praise that it deserves. And this is your chance to uh, give it a little pat on the back and say, well done, guys. Uh, and uh, who knows if they get a lot of votes they may win that uh, independent pod of the year title so that's podbiblemag.com all right let's go on with today's episode and coming up first we actually have somebody i think this is the first time it's happened we had a recommendation last week from nick helm um, and we've got the podcast that he recommended as our main guest the week after so uh, nick spoke about a podcast that he'd been on he spoke about the host and how great he was and how well prepared he always was and how much research and effort he puts into his pod um, and we've got that guy right now because Stu is talking to him it is matt stocks and he's talking about life in the stocks matt stocks Tell me all about your podcast. So my podcast is called Life in the Stocks, and that is very simply because my surname is Stocks, and I chat to my guests about their life. So it does exactly what it says on the tin. I thought as well in a more metaphorical sense, some people find the, the interview scenario a bit uncomfortable, akin to the uncomfortable shackles of being in the stocks. So I thought it tied in that way as well. But basically, it's a show where I sit down every week with a musician, an actor, a comedian, a creative, and chat to them at length and in depth about their professional career, their personal life, 
and just the world at large and anything that might be going on at the time and any random topics that come up along the way. Uh, and it's kind of a, I think, a more of a conversational approach to the long-form interview as many podcasts are. And I think what's cool about podcasts is they've really revolutionized the interview technique in that sense that, you know, we don't so much have the straightforward standard Q&A approach anymore. It is a bit more laid back and conversational. And that's very much the aim of my show is to just sit down, have a chat and really go deep and, and get into the heart, the mind and the soul of each guest. Now, I'm aware that you had a background in radio. So why did you make the jump from, from radio to podcasting? Well, working on Kerrang! Radio back in the day was where I began to sort of develop and hone my skills and interest in interviewing people. And that was always my favorite part of the job. You know, I love just being on air and introducing music and taking calls from listeners and doing all that stuff. But for me, the highlight of each show was when I'd get a guest on and I'd sit down and get into it with them. And the problem with particularly commercial radio, but probably all radio, is you're quite limited with time. So if you've got a big guest on the show, you're generally only going to have them on for sort of five minutes at the most, you know, because of just the time constraints, the way ad breaks in the show work. So I found that, you know, when you're speaking to someone who's been around a long time and they've got a load of stories to share, five to 10 minutes just isn't enough to get into what I really wanted to get into. So over the years, when the landscape of radio changed and a lot of the stations that I was involved with began to make financial cutbacks and let people go, that's when I made the decision to segue across into podcasting, which was initially going to be like a side hustle to my radio work and my journalist work. And, you know, remaining one foot in the big brand world with companies like Kerrang, Metal Hammer, Classic Rock. And I was also doing some TV presenting on Scuzz as well, but then branching out and doing my own thing too. And then over time, I found that all these companies I was working for were going out of business, closing down, making cutbacks. So I made a decision about four years ago now where I just decided rather than having the rug pulled from under me all the time and being let go at the drop of a hat without warning by these big companies, I'm going to strike out on my own and, and make a go of it solo as an independent broadcaster. And it's harder definitely to make money and get the guests that you want when you don't have a big company behind you. But the reward is so much more because it's yours and it's that hard fight that you've won. And, you know, also you get complete creative control and freedom to speak to whoever you want about whatever you want. So for me, it's really just the freedom, the absolute freedom of the format and the medium to just really do whatever you want. And I love that about podcasting. And for listeners of uh, this podcast that have yet to um, investigate life in the stocks, if you had to point them to an episode that you think, you know, by all means, you know, direct our listeners to the very beginning and say, work your way through. But if you did have to choose one episode and say, this really encapsulates everything I set out to do with life in the stocks, would there be a, a, a specific episode that you would say really kind of, sort of offers that? Yeah, I think so. Um, and it's a bit of a heavy one, this. But recently, the, the lady in question was brutally murdered by an ex-partner, um, an old podcast guest and dear friend called Dr. Amy Harwick. And she was a sex therapist and a beautiful human being, extremely intelligent, extremely smart. And she really schooled me in the course of not just the podcast, but our friendship over the years in how to be a better man and how to treat women and other human beings and how to be aware and how to have empathy and compassion and respect and she she met a very horrible end and it was this year in fact and it was you know a very sad story but that episode for me i 
I went back and listened to because it's one of the um, interviews that features in my upcoming book. And it was really hard going back and listening to that because of what happened to her. But the conversation still stands up as this really inspiring, insightful, deep discussion about the nature of the Me Too movement and feminism and sexism. And, and the way Amy presents her case and her arguments is just so articulate and well thought out and objective. And I think men and women could take and learn so much from that episode. And it might seem like a strange one, that one for me to pick, because most of my guests are musicians and comedians and actors and quote unquote celebrities. And Amy isn't any of those things, but she's in, she was in that world very much so. And she, at that time, it was when the Me Too movement was exploding. And she just put it into perspective for me in such a way that I hadn't seen any mainstream media or news outlets doing. And it changed my life. And, you know, obviously she's sadly no longer with us, but I'd love for people to go and discover that episode with her and listen to everything that she had to say and learn from it as well, because it's a beautiful chat. I mean, if there's a reason to go and listen to a podcast, I think you've just put a, a, a very, very great reason there to uh, to go and explore that. Matt, you also touched on a book there. And one of the things that really excites me about podcasting at the moment is the, the opportunities and avenues that it seems to pimble off to and, and you know, whether they be like events and or whatever, but the the fact that you've now collated a book based am, am I right in saying based around the guests on the podcast? Well, I, I, well tell me more about it. So the book's called Life in the Stocks, subtitle Voracious Conversations with Musicians and Creatives. And it is exactly that. It is a selection of my personal highlights from the first twelve months or so of the podcast. I've been doing it coming up on four years and I went back to the start of the show for, for the, you know, collating the interviews for this book. All the guests in it are American because I had to condense it in some way that it had a cohesive thread throughout because my podcast, like many podcasts, is kind of here, there and everywhere when it comes to the guests. You know, one week it'll be John Lydon, the next week it could be Tom Green. And so I think I had to really kind of bring it together in a way that appealed to a certain demographic and it wasn't too schizophrenic, but also that told a story and focused on a specific style of guest from a specific background and time and place. So I went for the American slash Canadian guest ponds, uh, particularly from that kind of 90s alternative era that we both grew up in loving. So you have people like Steve-O from Jackass, Tom Green, there's uh, Be Real from Cypress Hill, there's Nick Oliveri from Queens of the Stone Age, there's Kyle Gass from Tenacious D, there's uh, so many great guests and it's kind of a collection of their minds and, and thoughts and stories, but also on, on like a broader sense, it's really the story of American alternative culture and music and comedy and each chapter has its own topical theme so there's everything from childhood to punk rock to fame and success, booze and drugs, politics and religion, creative partnership, loads more. And at the, at the start of each chapter, it's me talking about my experiences and thoughts with each subject. And then we jump straight in to all the guests and it just cuts back and forth between all the different guests that feature in the book talking about the same subject. So it almost reads like a table read or a script with guests just kind of chiming in back and forth, talking about the same stuff. And I had so much fun, dude, going back and listening to these episodes that I hadn't heard in some cases four years and revisiting not just those conversations, but also all the memories that came back from hearing them kind of took me back to 
that time in my life. And it was a real nostalgia trip in that sense as well. So there's a little bit of me in there. You know, it's filtered through my perspective and brain. But this is really the story of American underground culture as told through the 35 guests that that feature in the book. And yeah, it's out early December. And I can't wait to get it out there, man. Wonderful. Matt, thank you very much. Cheers, Stewie. Thank you very much, Matt. And thank you, Stu. He does well, doesn't he, Stu? Asking his questions and leaving little gaps for answers. Very accomplished podcaster, our Stu. Um, But yeah, mainly thank you very much to Matt for that chat. Uh, Let's have a short break now and then we'll come back and listen to some recommendations. Recommendation time. No, it's not going to catch on. Get a grip. Okay, recommendation time, and it is time for the first recommendation of the week. And it is the return of somebody we had on a couple of weeks ago um, talking about Football Ramble. But now it is time for Vish Ahantharaja to recommend one of his favourite shows. Right, it's time for a podcast recommendation. And today I'm joined by two of the Football Ramble team. I've got Kate and Vish here. Hello. Hi, Adam. Uh, Vish, I'm going to come to you first, if that's all right. Um, do you have a podcast that you love listening to that isn't the Football Ramble that you'd like to recommend? Um, I do, yeah. And the reason this one sticks out is because I only came across it fairly recently. Um, and it's the Rewatchables pod done by The Ringer. Now, for those of you who don't know about it, basically they have a list of films that they they come up with which they term as rewatchable and they'll watch that film back and then they'll get three of their stable who are you know really into that film to come in and talk about it and they do um yeah so they have very diff- various different checkpoints throughout the episode um but the reason it resonated with me is cuz I'm not a great watcher of films I'm getting better at it, but for example, I okay. only saw The Usual Suspects a couple of years ago. Wait, how have you let this slip down? I'm terrible below with the ra- radar. Yeah, I always get all the stick from everybody about not knowing anything about anything to do with culture. <laughs> I know, but I never understand. I never understand that because so much about conversation is about faking it, <laughs> and for someone who converses <laughs> for a living. <laughs> You'd think you'd be up to speed. Yeah, so, I, so like, I realised... So I only saw Shawshank Redemption a couple of months ago, for example. I saw that ages ago. Right. Yeah, I'm sure you did. Yeah, yeah. did, yeah. Uh, but I, I knew bit... about the, all the different tropes in it. Right. Because they get, you yeah. know, they, they get repeated so many different times. Mm. Here's looking at you, kid. I saw Casablanca for the first time last year, but I think I've been saying that line forever, even though it's wrong, and we all know it's wrong. I don't know that. <laughs> I know that bit isn't wrong. It's play it against Sam that's wrong. Oh dear! I can see why you need this podcast. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. so basically, yeah, um, I think it's um, I think it's great, and it's helping me kind of, uh, I suppose, fill a few blind spots as well. Okay, and is it sort of pretty much all the classics that they go through? Yes and no. Yeah, so they do they do some films. You know, they do Shawshank Redemption. I think they've they've done the Godfather films. I think they've done the Usual Suspects. But then they also do silly films that are rewatchable. Um, so it's not necessarily, you know, things that sweep at the Academy Awards. It's, I suppose, you know, a couple of indie films in there. I think they do Mallrats, um, which is a good film. I think, you know, they, they basically, there is no specific criteria to it. Just just something that you've enjoyed. You know, they they did the, they did Bad Boys 1, which is, you know, one of my favourite films growing up, but it's a terrible film, really. Um, mm. And they do that and they dis- dissect it into quite, uh, you know, quite intense detail and I think that's what makes it fun I suppose it 
you know, it puts um, a serious slant on what can be sometimes silly films. Cool. Yeah, just having a look. Apparently, they've covered over 150 movies, so there's plenty, mm-hmm. plenty to get your teeth into. Mm-hmm. Um, Kate, have you heard of this? Are you intrigued? I am intrigued. I haven't. I hadn't heard about it. Um, I mean, what do I tend to listen to? I apart from I, I tend to be kind of a football podcast almost exclusively person, and then. Mm quite a lot of like american podcasts i do listen to npr stuff yeah, like that. yeah yeah exactly so probably would would fit this american life this american life yeah. i feel so smart after one of those episodes. i know and it just fades so yeah. quickly doesn't it you're yeah. like oh i fully understand this issue i've really cut to the heart of it no it's like freakonomics i used to listen to freakonomics quite a lot and i thought actually i'm just picking up you know <laughs> dinner party anecdotes that i'll never fully remember you don't remember them, do you? That's, no. the, that's the difficulty. Because I always listen to No Such Thing as a Fish as well, which is a lot of that kind of style of conversation. And again, at the time, you feel like, oh, yes, I, I can fully describe why the Arctic is... <laughs> I can't even remember the, the second part of that sentence right yeah. now. Yeah, and it all kind of... You don't want to get it wrong. No, <laughs> exactly. It's so, all in that yeah. filing cabinet of... Um... Like, you know, when you see loads of roadworks being done, it's like, oh, it's the end of the financial year and they're using their surplus. You know, things like dads know. <laughs> yes. I like that. I yeah, I'm going to remember that one. <laughs> Thanks, Fish. Um, I think I'm similar with books as well. You read a book and, yeah. my God, I'm clued up. And then a couple of days later, it's all gone. God, I was reading it's a book the gone. other day and I got to the end of it and I suddenly went, oh, my God, I've read this before and I've seen the oh, film no. twice. <laughs> <laughs> What book was it? I think it was called Ghost, but maybe it wasn't even called that. I was going to say, you've got to be careful there. You've well, you run a book club. I know, it wasn't maybe because yeah. it wasn't about football. It was dreadful. <laughs> the Demi Moore and Patrick Swayze film. Oh, God, I don't know. Okay, well, okay. Let's get back to Vish. Let's get back to Vish and the real watchables. So, Vish, I mean, before we go, is there a specific episode that you think would be a good one for uh, people who haven't? heard it that's a good example maybe a, a, a film that everybody knows or just a, an episode where the, the the hosts are particularly on form they did a jurassic park one because huh. i think it's 25 years since jurassic park was released i know absurd so wow. when they did it, it was 25 years so that might be 2019 actually uh but that was very good because that, that's a film that everyone's seen or if you haven't seen it you've heard enough about it and probably want to see it so i'd say start with jurassic park yeah hmm. nice one okay cool well thanks very much for the recommendation Thanks so much, Fish, for that recommendation. And let's finish things up for today by speaking to a return guest, one of our best friends here at Pod Bible, a real friend of the show. She was on very early to talk about her podcast, Say Why to Drugs. She's been back for quite a few recommendations now. Um, and it is our absolute pleasure to welcome back Dr. Susie Gage to talk about one of her favourite shows. I'm here today with Dr. Susie Gage from Say Why to Drugs. Hello. Hello. You're back. You're back with another recommendation. Am I right? I am. I am. I've got, I've got so many recommendations, but here's just one for you. <laughs> okay, brilliant. What is it? It's How Do You Cope with Ellis and John? Okay. So I'm going to guess that lots of people know Ellis and John from 
the Ellis James and John Robbins podcast, or is that actually what it's mm-hmm. called? Yeah, I think it is what it's called from their radio show. They've they've got their five yeah. live one, haven't they? Yeah, they used to do the XFM one. Yeah, or the Radio X. Okay. But this is another one. And now then they moved to Five Live. And when they moved to Five Live, they started doing this one as well, which is a BBC Sounds podcast. And they interview a guest each week or however often it comes out about a difficulty in their lives and how they like how they overcame it or what it meant to them and um, how it impacted on them. And they've talked about all sorts of things with all sorts of people. And usually it's sort of, well... It's pretty much always celebrities, someone quite famous who who's had this thing going on in their lives that you probably don't know about. Right. Okay. And they're they're on series two at the moment, and I must admit I've only listened to a few of series one, but this time I've really got into them. And so they've had George Ezra talking about he's got a type of OCD that he talks about. They've had Monty Panesar talking about the pressures of being a England cricketer and how that affected his mental health. And Emma Barnett mm. talking about endometriosis and periods and that kind of thing. And that was the episode that really struck me, how amazing it was to hear to hear two men on the, on their podcast talking so openly about sort of periods and period pain and women's issues and that kind of thing. And it's just yeah. it was just really refreshing to hear it talked about in such an open way. That's amazing. Brilliant. I think that's obviously a reason why so many people enjoy podcasts is to get to hear people talking in ways that perhaps they wouldn't usually hear them on other, you know, in other areas and other formats and on the telly or on the radio because they just have a bit more space and uh, they're able to open up a bit more. And uh, again, Susie, you're always very good when you come on this podcast because one of the main questions I tend to ask is, are there any specific episodes that you'd like to to recommend? And you've already reeled off a few there. Um, But I mean, is there one that you think that would be a good starting point? Obviously, some of the subjects you've mentioned, you know, might, might even get quite heavy. Is there a good starter for our listeners? I'm trying to think of which one I started with, and I'm not sure it may... In the first series there, it might have been the one with Sally Phillips, actually, because I think I already knew Sally Phillips has got a son who has Down syndrome. Mm. And she made an amazing documentary about that a while back. But they talk, they get to have a much more in-depth conversation, sort of more specifically to about what it's like for her, uh, rather than a documentary, which is obviously telling a story. It's much more personal. But I think... What I would recommend is having a look through the back catalogue and seeing if there's either a person or a topic that means something to you and and starting from there. So there was a really amazing one recently with Alex Brooker, for example, talking about what it was like growing up with the disability that he's got and how that impacted on Mm. what he decided he wanted to do with his life. And the thing about all these conversations is they can be quite dark, they can be quite confronting, but they're also really, really funny yeah. Because I think maybe as well, because Ellis and John have this really great dynamic that they've honed over the years on the radio together as well. And they've, they're very open people talking about their own experiences. And quite a lot of the people on here are their friends as well. Not all of them by any means, but they are very good at sort of disarming people and finding the humour without belittling the sort of importance of the topics, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I must admit, I wasn't, it's not that I was sceptical about it, but um, I just sort of thought it would be quite dry. And I was very wrong about that. When I started listening to them, I was like, no, it's not dry at all. And it's really getting to the heart of some some sort of really interesting and powerful topics. Yeah. OK. So it sounds sort of along the same lines as something perhaps like 
brief cast where obviously you know you've got Carrie Adden initially she was just talking to comedians so there's there's they always have the ability to have that little bit of comic yeah. relief whilst talking about some of the very dark or very serious subjects so fascinating okay and um would you say I, I mean I'm guessing it's not really a, a series that that you'd binge is it one that you sort of would uh, listen to to every so often yeah I think I mean, you could probably listen to a couple in a row, but probably not more than that. I guess in the way that is like Griefcast in that you wouldn't want to... It's not one mm. you'd sit down and like listen to the whole back catalogue in one in one day. But um, it's definitely one that I always make sure I've got a couple on my phone because I find them really interesting. And um, I'm going for lots of walks at the moment, partly because we're in lockdown. I don't know whether that dates this too much for you, but well, <laughs> was, depending on when this goes out, <laughs> yeah. you Could will exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but um, but I do find them really, really always interesting. And they, they make the time fly by because the conversations are so unexpected quite often as well. Cool. Okay. Brilliant. Well, it sounds, sounds great. I'm definitely going to go and have a listen after this. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Thank you so much, Susie, for that. And thank you to everybody for listening. Uh, that is pretty much it for this week. Obviously, head to podbiblemag.com if you want to vote in the Pod Bible poll winners. We've also got loads of extra interviews and editorial pieces, uh, which is, uh, they're lovely. They're great. They're interesting. If you're into podcasts, you're going to enjoy the content at podbiblemag.com. At podbible is where we are on social media. And uh, if you head to himalaya.com forward slash pod, we have our 10-part how to make a podcast series um, and if you haven't checked that out now is a really great time because if you use the promo code pod p-o-d uh, then you can get a 14-day trial and that means you can cram all of the episodes learn how to become an amazing podcaster release a podcast become a multi-millionaire and uh, take over the world so um, yeah i think it, it sounds like it's well worth it to me um, that is himalaya.com forward slash pod thank you for listening thank you to matt thank you to vish thank you to susie and thank you very much as well to buddy peace who is our uh, producer the guy who edits the the podcast every time something got me excited on today's episode i used some terrible swear words uh, but uh, buddy went and edited them out because he he's great and uh, he's his pro so uh, thanks to buddy and thanks again for everybody listening and let's end this episode and uh, we'll speak to you next week thanks very much 